Blog Talk Radio. Wealthy Sisters is on the air. Wealthy Sisters, the show that features six- and seven-figure-earning women of color. Tune in Mondays at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time as entrepreneur, author, speaker Deborah Hartnett showcases the triumphant journey of these powerful sisters. You'll be inspired, encouraged, and informed every Monday at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. Our call-in number is 347-838-9278 or listen live 24 hours a day at www.wealthysisters.com. Now, our host, Deborah Hardnett. Well, hello and welcome to Wealthy Sisters, sponsored by the professional black woman. You can visit us at www.thepbw.com. Wealthy Sisters is where we celebrate the lives of six- and seven-figure earning women of color, and our purpose is twofold. First, we love to inspire and encourage you, the listener, and second, we want to edify, promote, acknowledge, and say thank you to the sisters for doing big things. I'm Deborah Hartnett, your host broadcasting live on the Worldwide Blog Talk Network, and today is Monday, February the 7th, 2011, and I hope you are as excited about your future is I am because I promise you it is very bright. No matter what it looks like today, you have a bright future ahead of you. Now, you know we're here every week at the same time as Mondays at 12 noon Eastern, so go and spread the word. Wow, can you believe it? We only have 38 days to the Winter Summit. Do you have your ticket yet? I'm telling you, we are reaching capacity. You want to go to thewintersummit.com right now and get your ticket. Don't delay. We got some awesome things that are taking place with that. Now, you know today's show is only, only going to be the best because you deserve the best, and that's what we deliver to you every week. Boy, I tell you, we are so excited. I mean, so excited. Our special guest today, we have the phenomenal R&B legend, Mr. Howard Hewitt himself, who is the feature entertainment at the Winter Summit, and the incredible, dynamic, super powerful Miss Bonique Hargrave, a sister who has taken the male-dominated industry of construction by storm. So you know what you need to do right now. You need to grab your pens, tablets, everything. I need you to go and call, tweet, text them, tell everybody, get on Facebook, tell them to dial 347-838-9278. That's 347-838-9278. Tune in to Wealthy Sisters today because we have a show for you. And we also love to remind you to mark us as your favorite there and follow us so that you can get show reminders. And also, you can always go back and listen to this show and any of our other phenomenal shows at www.wealthy.com. The Sisters, that's S-I-S-T-A-S, WealthySisters.com. And we're also on Facebook, Twitter. You can find us there on the Deborah Hartnett and Twitter on the Wealthy Sisters as well. So we want to stay connected with you. Now, let's talk about who our phenomenal guest is today, uh, starting out with none other than the Miss Benique Hargrave, who is the president and founder of Mahogany Interiors. Mahogany Interiors is a subcontract company in Washington, D.C., which specializes in architectural millwork. Today's Bonique's company is highly sought after for their woodworking installations, completing work for some of the area's largest general contractors on projects such as 
countless D.C. public schools, surrounding office buildings, and sports arenas, including one of the district's largest projects to date, the D.C. Nationals Ballpark. Wow, that is incredible. But Nick is currently an ambassador for the B-Match, Be the Match, excuse me, Be the Match, a bone marrow organization that matches blood marrow donors to recipients. She is the mother of two young ladies, Tierra and Ryan Hargrave, and she enjoys traveling with her family, dining with her husband, and is an avid reader. She is, tell, I'm telling you, she's such a humble individual. I can't wait for you to meet her. So when we come back from this short break, we're going to hear from none other than the powerful Miss Bonique Hargrave. Stay tuned, and thank you for tuning in to Wealthy Sisters. Business leaders, are you ready to soar? Success is not defined by your wings, but by your courage to leap from the cliff's edge and fly. With Fortune 500 expertise, the Beatty Group partners with creative and motivated leaders, weaving structure and innovation for maximum business success. Visit us at thebeattygroup.com. That's T-H-E-B-A-T-I-E group.com. Or call the Beatty Group at 877-264-7699. Did you know the IRS will currently reimburse you 55 cents for every business mile you drive? Stop struggling with mileage logs and start turning your vehicle mileage into cash. TrackLog is the first comprehensive automatic mileage recording solution. Turn this small device on, easily track your mileage, and keep more of your money in your pocket. Purchase your TrackLog today at TRAKLOGG.com. That's TRAKLOGG.com. Do you find yourself overwhelmed in paperwork? Are you struggling with administrative tasks preventing you from doing what you really love? Then consider hiring a virtual assistant. Call M. Alexander and Associates Incorporated toll-free at 1-877-894-0564 or join them on the web at www.iwillassistyou.net. Yes, we are live. Thank you so much, and 
I um, have to agree. I am very unpretentious and humble, so you'll bear with me because I do. Um, I do internalize. I don't. I don't put a lot of things out there. I'm just keep it moving with my work. So, and I don't look for a lot of accolades. And not to say that there's anything wrong with that. There is nothing wrong with that. But um, my personality is just a little bit different. Right, right. Yeah, well, well, tell us, you know, how how did you actually get started? Well, let's back up a little bit and okay. find out where you grew up and uh, okay. how, you know, we always like to know what that foundation is. Okay, I can, I'll be glad to share that with you. Um, pretty much, I um, actually, well, I'm not from the United States originally. I was born in Bermuda, and my par- my grandparents raised me. Um, and I grew up in the Baltimore area, and I went to all the Baltimore City public schools. I went to public school, and when I graduated from high school, no, let me back up. I went to a vocational technical high school, and there I studied business. And when I graduated high school, my parents, my, my actual parents had offered me to go wherever I wanted to go in terms of college. But because I went to a, a technical school, um, there wasn't a lot of push for, uh, it wasn't like a, a, a college prep environment. So there wasn't a lot of push for college prep. So I thought, you know what, I'll just get a job and then take my time and go to school. And that's exactly what I did. I got a job at um, BG&E, which is the utility company here in uh, Baltimore, in Baltimore, Maryland. And from there, I went to school at the College of Notre Dame on, during the weekend program where I obtained my bachelor's degree. But what I will say is mm-hmm. in working at the utility company, um, I already had a, a great foundation, but I got a, I like to call it that's where I grew up in my work life because the mm-hmm. um the the principles and the i got a lo- i got a lot of uh a lot of processes and just the way that i do things today i always go back and attribute it to my growing up that's what i call it in the gas and electric company um i was very very pleased with there was a very very strict environment that i worked in and for example um when we had the blizzards and the snow and and all that around here um I would have to go to work, as did everybody else that worked there, because the utility company demanded that you come to work. So all my friends used to call, and I'd say, I'm at work. I can't talk to you. I'm at work. And they're like, are you you know, out of your mind? But that was the way I grew up. You had to go to work. So mm-hmm. I worked at the utility company, and my um, husband and I, which we've been married for quite a long time, but he had started a business. So I was I went into work in his business after I left the utility company, and I was vice president. And pretty much he worked in the field and and managed the field, and I managed the entire business aspect of the business. And so Mm -hmm. around 2002 or so, I decided that I was looking for something else to do. And um, I wasn't quite ready to, you know, put out a resume and go out and seek work because I had I was used to doing things in an entrepreneurial way, and so I wasn't sure how that would how how that would uh, pan out. So I decided, you know what, I'll start my own business. And instead of being in that area in the Baltimore, Maryland area, I'd come into the district, and that's what I did. And um, I started the business in 2002. 
I still had one young child, younger child that I was still commuting back and forth to school. So I didn't really market the business as I should have back then. So hence, there's a little bit of a gap. I started the business, and I didn't become – I really didn't market the business for about two years later. And two years later, mm-hmm. when I started marketing the business, that's when I was able to – initially, I started out slow and got a couple of projects under our belt. And maybe about a year later, the uh, Nationals Baseball Stadium um, was – I was attending a lot of workshops and attending a lot of meet and greets to work on that project. So wow, yeah, wow. I mean that that is amazing that you were able to do that to get that. How how were you able to get that project? I mean that's and when they go to your website, by the way, which is um, mahoganyinteriors.net, correct? Correct. They can see those beautiful pictures of your work there. How are you able to land that project? Well, fortunately, um, to this day, I work with a number of people that I've known for almost 20 years. And and Mm -hmm. in a lot of instances, my work from way back when, um, I've I've always done my best to have positive relations with everybody that I work with. Mm-hmm. And as we all know, construction is not the most uh, friendliest of environments, but I've always tried to remain, I have always remained professional, and I always try to do everything with a smile on my face. And so I, I had contacts that I knew, but again, in this business, I don't care who you know, your price, your product, the level of service that you offer is key. And so basically when I would go to my team and I would sit down at the table, um, we just were able to convince the um, the, the buy-in director that this would be a good job for us. We have the expertise and the experience. Um, and we offer a good – I'm quite proud of the product that we offer we have mm-hmm. always, always finished um, every project that we've ever been on. We've never, you know, had to walk away or somebody else had to come in and finish it. Um, and we're very proud of what we do, and, and we're particular. And so we offer very yeah. high-end. A lot of the work that we do is high-end millwork. And for those that may not be familiar with that, an example would be when you go into um, an office building and let's say the lobby elevator panels, and or let's say an attorney's office where there's a lot of woodwork, or in, even in hotels where there's crown molding and base. Now every project is not high end, so we've done quite a number of schools in the in the district, and in the schools there's a lot of casework that is done, which is pretty much the same kind of it's well it's commercial work, but it's casework like in your house, the cabinets and and whatnot, and tall cabinets and small cabinets, just all kinds of. Um, it's not as high end. The finish is not as high end. Okay. So, yeah. Wow, that's incredible. Now, how has it been for you, you know, operating in such a male-dominated field? When they see you walk in, <laughs> I, I can imagine, you know, what? Okay, what? What did your husband send you here, or are you the secretary, or yeah. you know what? Well, you know what? Fortunately, fortunately. I haven't had to deal with that a whole lot. Um, again, I've been around for some time, so a lot of times when I meet folks, they'll say to me, oh, I've heard of your company. 
so that right. makes me feel really proud. And they know, uh, and I've had people say to me, oh, I think I've talked to you because I remember your name. So fortunately, I don't get a lot, I don't really get a lot of negative. And then again, I project myself positively. So even if one may be thinking a certain way, right. I don't really experience it. Right. Oh, that is beautiful. I love that you mentioned that because it's kind of like we we know, you know, like what Dr. King says as we continue to celebrate uh, Black History Month. He says it's not, you know, who what they call us, but it's who we answer to. So it's almost like you don't really have to internalize any type of negative uh, energy. You might know it's there, but you don't have to acknowledge it. You know, you can overlook it. That's that is a powerful statement. And I'm sure that has been uh, a real driving force for your success today. Can you share with us, you know, for other women who are uh, in the area or maybe interior design Mm -hmm. uh, or or who are looking to get into construction or millwork Mm -hmm. and architectural design, what steps would they need to take to do that today? Well, fortunately now, when I was, coming along some many moons ago, and I don't want to date myself, um, there were not a lot of construction management-type courses offered in college. There were a few, but they weren't in my locale. So I ended up um, studying business management. But right now, quite a number of young ladies that I have met that I know, they go through either to get an engineering degree they can go just take um, project management-type courses. There are far more, uh, well, obviously, a lot more women in construction today than when I started a long, long time ago. But I will also add, Deborah, that in terms of owning a business, running a business, my what's very important to me is that my teammates, my including my assistant, that I demand that everybody is extremely great at what they do. And so in terms of if you're starting a business in something like construction, I mean, I started, I didn't know anything about construction. So I don't Mm -hmm. like to, I like people to just spread their wings and if they want to try something to just go for it. Um, Mm -hmm. And I want to inspire your listeners today to let them know that if even if you don't have an expertise in a in a particular field, for example, people would often say to me, "Oh, do you get out in the field and do the carpentry?" And I'm like, mm-hmm. "No, I do not. I have staff <laughs> that do that." So you my the point great here, <laughs> yeah, my point here is, um, even if you don't have an, even if you don't have a, you know, everybody's not going to be an engineer. Everybody is not mm-hmm. going to, maybe everybody's not even going to go to college. Mm-hmm. But I want to inspire your listeners that you can still, I mean, what not in, it doesn't have to be in this industry, but in any industry or any type of entrepreneurial effort, you can try it. But obviously, you've got to have a passion for it. It doesn't work if you're not passionate about it. And right, just right. put everything you have into it. I always tell folks that. It, there will always be peaks and valleys. I don't care what you do. You know, right. there's always that you're at the top, and then sometimes you're down at the bottom. But I just encourage people to just um, continue to sow seeds so that when the harvest comes, they're around to <laughs> reap the benefits of it. 
<laughs> so that's interesting when you talk about sowing seeds. You mean we have to get out there and work and do it in the <laughs> trenches, you know? <laughs> a lot of work. I love that fact, you know, that, that that you brought that up because even when you were talking about your background and how you appreciated your BGE experience, mm-hmm. um, it sounds like you like the fact that it that put that discipline mm-hmm. in you because a lot of times when the holidays come, when the weather comes, or you know, if you are work uh, work be, I like to say, mm-hmm. employee, you can benefit from that. But if you exactly. work for yourself, your holidays, the holidays, you don't know when they are. You you have to have people remind you mm-hmm. of that. You know, your life does not always revolve around those holidays, and you do have to have a certain amount of discipline. I mean, you have to be disciplined in order to be self-employed. What What are some of the things, other things that you suggest for people to do to remain disciplined in their business? Because I know attention span sometimes can be difficult. <laughs> I think that um, for my person, for myself, I, organization is critical for me. I have mm-hmm. got to be organized. I I do like. I like a lot of structure and processes. I have a, a set way. It doesn't have to be my way. So my team, we, we work together as a team, and I'm very open to listen to the rest of the team. And we just like to put uh, practices in place um, so that there's always a continuity. I'm very big on um, big customer service to our customers. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. I tell you when uh, I've had over the years a couple of different openings for, let's say, um, support staff person. Right. Um, really, really big on them feeling like a part of the team. I'm really big on them being professional as well as looking professional. So back to the original point that we were talking about, about the structure and the things that happen along the way, I always tell I encourage, try to encourage folks that every little step or pebble or whatever that you step on, it is ultimately you're you're going someplace. You're moving up is what I like to think. Mm-hmm. So when you mm-hmm. do what you do, I don't, it doesn't matter to you know keep yourself to keep me in check. When I do what I do, I try to do it so that I, when I look back at this, I, I can I can look at this favorably and say, okay, I did well. Okay. In other words, okay. when I do, when, for example, when I used to tell my girl, I have two daughters, and I would say to them, when you do your work, you do whatever it is you're doing. My one daughter, my youngest daughter, has had, both of them have had quite a number of jobs coming through college and even when they were in high school. And I, I was always very pleased with them because they would do their work as if this was the only job they would have in, in their lifetime. And I love that because they put everything they had into it. And that's what I try to encourage the people around me and my team, to put it all into it, and you will be rewarded. At least that's how Well, I what are some of the – oh, well, you know, and that is true. You know, what you get out of it, what you put into mm-hmm. it, you know, or nothing from nothing truly means nothing. <laughs> and I, I know I used to hear my pastor back in Atlanta would say, you know, uh, people would come to him and say, oh, you, you passed this test. Or you, and he's like, well, sure I did, you know, because I prepared for it. Mm-hmm. So if you don't prepare for, prepare for it, it, that's when you know you're nervous. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 
Now, we we know life is certainly uh, real, and one of the things I personally have learned or discovered is it's always going to be something, you know. No matter mm-hmm. how hard I try to avoid that, uh, challenges will always be prevalent. What do you suggest for people to do, and what do you do to deal with challenges in business uh, and to, you know, to stay stay uh, encouraged or stay focused on your, your goals? Well, I go back to a point in my life, we, I mean, as most of us, things mm-hmm. aren't always peachy creamy. And so I've been mm-hmm. to the very low point Um mm-hmm. But what I always remind myself is that was my test is my testimony, not past tense. That is my testimony, and I'm very, very confident that the way that we go through whatever it is, adversity or whatever it is that we in a business situation, especially now, these times are financially extremely difficult for us, as well as lots of other folks. But I always, mm-hmm. I, I think. Um, to keep, I do my best to keep my head uh, positive. Mm-hmm. Um, I stay prayed up. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a I'm a very positive person anyway, and so for me to go down in the dumps or feel some kind of way about things not going as well, business is not doing that great. I don't see where that helps. I need my head to be clear so I can try to figure out, you know what, what is it that I can do to mm-hmm. get us out of whatever it is we're going through? What is it that I can do? Do I need to look and see since this market is drying up? Do You know, I need mm-hmm. to be clear to think about other strategies. So what I would encourage okay. people to do is just to, it's very easy to get in a funk, very easy. Mm-hmm. And I believe it takes more work, but you, I, the attitude, you got to stay positive. Mm-hmm, stay mm-hmm. positive. I I'm, think that is so important. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, and what I was going to say is I've always, I've always surrounded myself with positive people. So, yes. I think it's important you you know obviously as the as the business owner is my position or or your some of your business owner listeners it's your position to keep the team lifted up and and you know with with what's really going on and so that's what we do here mm-hmm. is we let you know what really is going on um mm-hmm. and I always go out of my way to short of um, I mean, if there has to be a layoff of some kind, I go out of my way to try and, you know, point people, point the, the men and the men, and I have had women carpenters too, by the way, to, you know, try <laughs> to keep them encouraged. And, and oftentimes if I have to have one, almost everybody comes back once we pick back up. So right, that right, is, right. that is very um, a good thing for me is that the folks like working here for us. They really do. Well, that definitely shows who you are, you know, when you're able to keep that. And I, I noticed a lot of marketing campaigns with certain companies. Uh, the company I was looking at uh, that we're going to be using for the Winter Summit for um, some items, and one of the things they market is that you know most of our employees have been with us for more than 15 years. You know, mm-hmm. we have our original employees uh, from 20 years ago or what have you, and that you know that really That's is a lot. testimony um, to. To say what that environment is like and and who is there. Well, tell us what 
on the horizon for you as we come to a close here shortly? Well, we have um, this year coming, actually starting in about March, we have some really exciting um, projects that we're already contracted for. There Mm -hmm. are Mm -hmm. some huge projects in the district that I've Mm -hmm. already been in dialogue, attending meetings and um, I'm very confident that, uh, and that's another thing that's important too, is the confidence, not not cockiness, but I'm confident that right. uh, these projects, when they break ground, that we will be a part of. So we do. Right. We already have right. some work that's contracted, and the 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 work that's not contracted, I've been talking to, having dialogues with the um, construction managers and the general contractors, and I'm very confident that we'll be a part of of that work as well. Wonderful, and I love the fact that you brought the difference out between confidence and cockiness. Yeah, you know, because we 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 have to remind ourselves of that because you know you hear people say, "Well, I don't want to be misperceived or somebody is over cocky," but you got to understand, you got to have some confidence yeah. in yourself yeah. and to be able to promote that um, because it's like. If if you don't have that confidence, those around you that you're bidding with or bidding to or what have you in any environment, they can sense that mm-hmm. that uh, that level of uh, or that lack of uh, confidence that you have. And I, I know also just from just meeting you and uh, of course reading your bio that philanthropy is really important to you and giving back. What, what do you share, or what would you share with our listening audience with how that experience has been for you and how important that is as business owners to be involved? I think um, as not just as a business owner, but in any – I started out my – well, I'll call it my philanthropy when I was maybe – Oh gosh, back in my old my old employment from a long, long, long time ago, I always enjoyed. Uh, in fact, they had asked me just to head up their volunteer dep- in my department that I worked in to be the volunteer team leader. I might have been like 20 years old or something, and I was ecstatic. I've always loved to get out and do whatever was whatever the marches were, the the given monetarily, given my time. Um, I think it's very important for any and everybody, business owner or not, to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to participate in whatever it is. And, and, and philanthropy, to me, doesn't always mean. Everybody doesn't have a, a checkbook to write a check out of. So mm-hmm. whatever it is, even if it's words of encouragement to lift somebody up, to help. Mm-hmm. I have been recently going to a soup kitchen and when I first got there I just was I just loved it I loved doing wow. and it was a lot of work mm-hmm. I loved it I was like you know what I'm coming back here every month to do this and I have been wow wow yeah. what, but what, it's what just a feeling you get inside you? pardon mm-hmm. 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 It's, a, mm-hmm. it's a good feeling mm-hmm. that you get inside I, you know no matter what you what what you know doing anything on the weekends, whatever, at church, at the kids' school, anything. Just everybody should be giving back something and what they can. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow, that's incredible! You know that 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 is that is wonderful that you are doing that, and uh, we know that's another reason why you've been so successful in business because you recognize the importance of giving back. 
Well, you know, how can our listeners get in touch with you? Give us your website information okay. again and any closing encouraging remarks that you have with our audience sure. today. Sure. My website is www.mahogany, M-A-H-O-G-A-N-Y, interiors.net. And to reach me by email, you can get me at info at mahoganyinteriors.net. And in closing, I would just like to inspire your listeners, those that are thinking about going into any type of business, not it doesn't have to be construction, but just to do your your legwork, your homework, your uh, a lot of times people I, I over the years I've always heard to get your business plan and your finances, make sure you keep your personal credit and your personal life very much intact because that's critical. You'll be judged in the beginning of your business not by how great your business is but how great you are in terms of how you handle your own business and your credit scores, et cetera. Um, I would also encourage them to, whatever your dream is, you can go after it. If it does not work, surely you can try something again. Mm-hmm. You can try again and again and again. I, I just yeah, think don't there's, stop. Keep there's going. no yeah, just keep <laughs> just keep going, and uh-huh. and things will uh-huh. work out. And uh, hanging in there, if you can, every business, every business. I mean, we know from hearing the amount of businesses that have folded up recently. We know every business. You cannot sustain every business, but you right. can try something else. Be prepared. Be prepared mm-hmm. for change because that's the only thing that's constant. Well, we thank you so much for being our special guest today. Is there a phone number again that they can reach sure. you as well? Two zero two six two eight two zero six six, and we're located here in Washington D.C. All right. Well, you have just heard from the dynamic Miss Benique Hargrave, who has taken the construction industry by storm. We thank you again for representing and being such an excellent example of uh, success for us. And we look forward to seeing you again real soon in the future. And uh, a lot of blessings towards you as well. So stay tuned. We're going to take a short commercial break, and we come back. We have none other than our other very very special guest today, Mr. Howard Hewitt. Stay tuned. Would you like to reach quality professionals? Expose your product and services to thousands on a monthly basis? Advertise with the Wealthy Sisters Media Group. Our packages include both on-air and website banner placement. Call our offices today at 1-800-917-9435, extension 803, or visit our website at www.wealthysisters.com to begin building your brand today. Hi there, this is Bill Lee. I'm a voice talent and I want to work for you. Just email me at bill at billlee.net. For God so loved the world. We've probably all heard the start to this verse, but what does it really mean in our daily lives? At FedEx, we understand you want a partner who can help you go global. That's why FedEx delivers next business day by 10.30 a.m. from more major international cities than any other express carrier. FedEx, another day, another dollar saved. Yes, hello, we are back
got such hits like I'm for real, stay, show me to the present. Howard Hewitt continues to seduce audiences worldwide with his irresistible voice. So recently seen on VET Celebration of Gospel and performing live at the Winter Summit, that's right, performing live at the Winter Summit, Friday, March 18, ladies and gentlemen, we present to you today the incomparable Mr. Howard Hewitt. Hello, sir. How are you today? Very well. How are you doing? Wonderful, wonderful. First, Can you hear we have me? to say thank you. Yes, yes, we hear you loud and clear, loud and clear. Yeah, we have to say thank you for, for tuning in and, and coming on the show. We know it's kind of early on the West Coast there. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit early, but um, but I, I I try and wake up, you know, really early anyway. I got to bed kind of late last night, but... But uh, it's all good. It's all good. I, I need to. I need to bring you with me to introduce me. You guys, that was a great introduction. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yes, we 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 are available. We are available for that. That's for sure. That's great. That's yes. great. Yes, yes. And, you know, uh, it's funny you should mention that. Um, I I also know that you grew up in Akron, Ohio. Is it? Yes, yes, I did. Grow, uh, born and raised in Akron. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I know good people from Akron. My my mother grew up right there on Fern Street. Oh yeah, Fern Street. I was in Fern Street. Street. Yeah, I remember Fern Street. I was I was on the west side. I I was right on the corner of uh, Cadillac and Peerless, Peerless and Cadillac Boulevard. Yeah, it was okay. great times. I had some, you know, had some great times in in Ohio. It was a, it was the best place. In the world to grow up at that time, you know. Yeah. Especially, especially yeah. for yeah. especially for music and stuff, you know. There's a lot of um, a lot of uh, a lot of great music that came out of there. That, that you know, the only thing about Akron was the fact that you know there were no outlets, you know, to to kind of nurture the talent. So we would, you know, we, so we would we would come up. We would, um, you know, bands and groups would form. But then they would, but then they would, uh, um, they would just, you know, go away because there was no, there were no record companies or, or um, any any of that type of situation in order to kind of nurture their whole thing, you know. So mm-hmm. it was it, it was an interesting place, but it it was a great place to grow up. I mean, great people came out of there. Devo came from Akron. Chrissy Hines and the Pretenders came from Akron. James Ingram, James and I have known each other since I was like 15 years old or so, and um, wow. you know, and, and and it's it's just great great stuff. And my mom and dad always really supported me because I've, I've sung since I was like 10, 11 years old. And then I went in, I started out in the gospel situation. Then I went into the uh, um, into the um, R&B field, you know, uh, when I was uh-huh. about 14. I was about 14, 15 years old, and that that was a lot of, you know, like we played clubs. The the, the group that I was with uh, was called Life Band and Show. We spelled it L-Y-F-E. And um, Marvin oh, okay. Burke. Yeah, Marvin Burke, Ricky Fletcher, Ricky Parker, a whole bunch of, like seven, there were seven of us. And uh, we started into the whole club thing when we were like, you know, 15, 16, 17 years old. So, there had to be a lot of uh, trust as far as, like, you know, family was concerned, as far as, you know, my mom and my dad was was concerned. But they knew what I wanted, what I really was about and what I wanted to do, and it wasn't really about 
uh, you know, doing a lot of crazy stuff. It was really all about the music. So right, it was a good thing. Right. It was a really good thing. That, that's wonderful. It shows that you had that focus from an early age. Yeah. So even even at times I didn't know what it was. It's just what I love to do. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh-huh. So uh-huh. so like you know it's 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 real important. And uh, you know, unfortunately, I think you know a lot of people. It takes a long time for people to really find what their purpose is. And um, and you know I was one of those ones. Uh, fortunately, I found my purpose early in my life. But you know it's it's important to focus. In on something, on what you want, what you love, what you what 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 you have a passion for, and like you know, just just stay at it, just focus at it, and stay you know, focus on it, and stay at it. You know, that's the thing. Like I heard the lady say uh, right before me, you know, you 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 may fail, you may fail a whole bunch of times, a whole lot of times, but the thing is, the whole thing about it is to get up, right, uh, wipe yourself off, and. You know, pat yourself down and make sure there ain't nothing broken, and, and keep on going. You know, so and keep it going. Know, that's what it's, mm-hmm. keep it going. That's what it's all about. Mhm. I think it's wonderful that your parents, you know, were able to support you like that, um, mm-hmm. especially at your, you know, young age. And then uh, I, I think I read in your bio that you sang, like you just mentioned, with the gospel group with your with your sisters, the Hewitt Singers, was it? Yes, and yeah, uh, we were, traveling, we were, you know, the gospel sex circuit there. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, we were, yeah, we were, you know, we did the chitlin circuit, the whole gospel chitlin circuit, the whole thing, <laughs> you know, in the in the summertime, mainly in the summertime uh-huh. when we were out of school, because school was a was the main was the main focus, you know, as far as everything was concerned, and um, uh-huh. you know, but along with that, with my with with my parents, you know, supporting me in the things that I wanted to do, I had to show that I was, you know, worthy of their support. You know what I mean? Right. Everything was, in, right. was not just a, not just a given. You know, it's like you have to, you know, I have to. I had to show that I was, that I was like, you know, uh, uh, trustworthy. The whole thing. I wasn't out there going crazy, doing crazy stuff, and you know, that's what it, that's what the whole thing. It was a give-and-take thing. It, it was a give-and-take thing as far as the whole situation was concerned. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Now, how did you actually decide that you were going to California? You know, Did you go straight from uh, Ohio? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, yeah I, went, that up to them. <laughs> I went. That's funny. I went straight from Ohio. I, I, um, I, I was one of those stories where you hear, oh, I had, like, when I touched down to LAX, I had, what thirty four dollars in my pocket? That was for real. I'm that was real, for real. you know. And <laughs> and my cousin, my cousin was already out here, you know. And he picked me up at the airport, and we went to uh, 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 he had a he, he had he had hooked up on a on a two bedroom apartment, but we didn't stay there long, you know. But uh, uh-huh. then we ended up we stayed with my uncle, his dad, was my uh, my mom's brother. And uh, fortunately, I had family out here, so you know it was that was a good thing. But um, but yeah, I had about thirty four dollars in my pocket. I was like, I was about nineteen years old when I first came out. You know, when I came when wow. I first came to California. So that's I mean, with that I mean nineteen, 
and no responsibilities, no wife, no kids. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that was if I was going to do that, that's the time to do it. You know. So uh-huh. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't suggest it if you have like responsibilities. You got to do another, take another route. You know, and unless you got full, you know, some kind of serious support as far as certain things are concerned. Yeah, yeah, can be able to maintain everything else, huh? Yeah, exactly. But at 19, I didn't have anything to maintain except for myself. (laughs) So it was all it was all good. Yeah, it was all good. So how did you get on the 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 soul train? How were you able to to land that? Was that something that happened right away, or were you out there for a while? Well, no, Soul Train was, um, I actually didn't, I actually didn't, because people say, you know, uh, they always, they think I was a Soul Train dancer. I was never a Soul mm-hmm. Train dancer. <laughs> let's, okay, let's, okay, let's, let's set let's the record dispel, straight. <laughs> yeah, let's get the record, let's dispel that myth right now. I was never a Soul Train dancer, <laughs> you know. Uh-huh. Uh, Jeffrey and Jody, Jeffrey and Jody, the two of the other, the other two people that were in Shalomar, they were, they started out on Soul Train, um, dance, right. dance partners on Soul Train. But, you know, I would go to the Soul Train taping sometimes because there was a young lady that I was, I was dating at the time that she used to work for Darren Cornelius. So, you know, I went to I went to a couple of the Soul Train tapings, but I never, I never really danced on Soul Train, and, and I never really did anything on Soul Train until... I actually performed on Soul on Soul Train with the group with Shalomar. So, um, but that but Jeffrey and there was a there was a club here. There still is a club here uh, called Maverick Flat, you know, and it's down on uh, um, it's down on on Crenshaw Boulevard. And um, Mavericks was owned by this guy named John Daniels and his brother Alonzo Daniels. And they used to put together, they would put together uh, groups, show groups, you know, uh, top 40, we do top 40 stuff and, and, um, and um, you know, it, it, and put together shows and everything. And once the group, whatever group you, you put together, once it was ready to tour, all of their bookings and everything, Mavericks, Fat, John Daniels, and all of their bookings were overseas. So... The only place we really played, I put together a group with John Daniels down in Maverick Flat about a couple months after I got I got out here to California, and it was a, a show group called Beverly Hills, and um, we did everything from Disco Inferno to Mandy, <laughs> you know, and um, <laughs> so the, um, the we never played anywhere here in the states except for. Maverick Flat, you know, because Maverick Flat would be open Friday, Saturday, and Sunday every weekend, and uh, uh-huh. so whenever we whenever we would put a, a a show together that we wanted to try out on a live audience, we would we would play down at Mavericks, right? And um, everybody, all the Soul Train people, everybody used to come down to Mavericks. You, you, Mavericks was a was a very very. Uh, uh, one of the one of the hot spots I think at that time in LA. And you could you could look out in the audience at any time and you see like Richard Pryor, you know, sitting there, uh, uh Lionel Richie, Shaka Khan. This was in like this was in uh nineteen seventy six, seventy seven, somewhere around there, you know. And um uh-huh. so you 
you see our kind of people sitting in the audience. So to put a show together and, and perform it in front of Mavericks was was a was a, a cool thing. If you if you because if you got over if you had a great show, then they they would show their appreciation. If they didn't, they they let you know that also. But all the <laughs> social like things, <laughs> yeah, almost like a mini Apollo here, but it's like a club, but. <laughs> But um, but you know all of the um, all the Soul Train people used to come down there, and that's when I first met Jeffrey and Jody. You know before before Shalimar even existed. So you know it, it was wow. it was a good thing. It was a good thing. You know Mavericks that Mavericks was real. I'm real happy about it now because they they've done a total total renovation uh, to Mavericks. Uh, this guy Curtis, I forget Curtis' last name, but. He put about two or three million dollars into into the facility, and and it's a great great place now. It's like a, a, a you know a great place in the middle of South Central. It's like very very cool. I'm really I'm real happy to see uh, everything he's done with it. Wow, that's that's great. So we know that um, when we were making plans to uh, have you come to the Winter Summit, we understand that you're going to be traveling to Kuwait. You were oh, telling us about the, it. Is that with the USO? <laughs> um, I don't. You know what? I'm not sure exactly who was with, but um, uh-huh. uh, we tried to put we tried to put this together uh, about a year ago, but scheduling didn't allow it. But um, going to myself, Glenn Jones, and uh, Tony Terry actually are going into uh, Iraq. Um, I wow. think we leave on. I think I leave on the on March third, third or fourth. One, mm-hmm. uh, I think March third or fourth, and there till don't get back into the country until March sixteenth, and um, it's a real exciting thing because you know I mean you, you, you're honored to go there and, and perform for the troops anyway, uh, but it's going to be you know I mean people that have gone. I talked to uh, Charlie Charlie Wilson. He's he's done he's gone over there twice and. And uh, Michael Collier, you know, the comedian, he just came from over there. And, um, I mean, they say that it's one of the most exciting things that that they've ever done. I mean, you, you fly around in the in the helicopters from one base to the other. I mean, they tell, they tell you what the first base is, but we do five bases all, all together. They tell you what the first base is, but they don't tell you what the, what the next four are because that's like top secret. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So right. So uh so it's gonna be it's gonna be real interesting. I'm I'm very excited, very excited about that. So we leave in about leaving about two or three about three weeks. About three weeks or so. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Well we definitely are excited for you and uh think that that is just an awesome thing to do, you know, to take yeah. that time out because you know, it's one thing to to have you taped over here in the states and and have them watch the feed over there, but to go live—that's that's, that's yep. really that's really important. That's 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 huge. That's huge. So we yeah, know I mean, you will gonna, be heading. Yeah, we're we're gonna we're we're gonna be staying, you know, in the barracks with the troops. The whole thing is not. It's not like we're gonna have like a, a, a you know a Marriott anywhere near. <laughs> you know, so it's gonna be it's gonna be you're right there and you're experiencing, you know, what they experience, and that's I think that's mm-hmm. one of the most exciting things to me, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. go there and and rough it up, you know, rough it up. It'll be cool. It'll be very cool. You know? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Well, we know right after that you're flying right into the the Baltimore area for the Winter Summit. Now, tell us, tell the ladies a little bit what we can expect on uh, at the concert there on March 18th. Well, well, we're going to have a good time. I'll take it. I'll, we'll go back to some old Shalimar stuff and you know some some uh, um, some old uh, vintage Howard Hewitt stuff and like you know and then you know do some new uh, current things and. Just to have a good time. I, I enjoy. I, I'll just say this. I enjoy my audience. I enjoy getting down and and you know. I, I don't spend very much time on the stage. I'm actually in the audience more than I'm on stage. So so you know, I like the interaction and the feel and and you know of that whole situation. So we're gonna have some fun. We have a good time. Have a real good time. I, Washington. I mean. I have a great. I have great. I've had great times in Washington through the years, and Washington is a great market. It's been very, 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 very good for me. So, I'm looking forward to coming and, and spending some more time. Oh, wonderful! We are definitely looking forward to you performing. You know, everybody was texting me, see if he could sing something for us. Give us a sample on the show today. We cannot wait. I mean, they are really, really excited about uh, you being at the Winter that's, Summit. So, that's good. we're gonna have some fun. Tell, tell them to come out. We'll do. I'll sing all night to them. So that'll be good. <laughs> Sing all night, okay? We go. You heard that now. We holding you to it. He said he's gonna sing all night. <laughs> we all right. can tell you that these shows are recorded and archived now. <laughs> <laughs> we heard you, you say that. You got proof now. <laughs> I got better not come now. out with no That's fifteen, right. twenty minutes or nothing, right? <laughs> and run off. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I know. you know, in closing, we know that you're very busy. We appreciate your time today and definitely have enjoyed learning and setting the record straight about that Soul Train piece there as oh, yeah. well. How how can your fans connect with you? Are you on Facebook, MySpace, Twitter? How can how can they connect with you? Yeah. All that. There's Facebook. There's a Facebook page. There's a uh, MySpace page. I don't know who else is on MySpace anymore, but I mean, they still have people on MySpace. But uh, Twitter, you know, I, I Twitter. I, I know I Twitter every once in a, Twitter every once in a while. You know, sometimes every once in a while. Things, yeah, sometimes the Twitter and things is a little bit too close for me. You know, so and I, I'm, I'm not. I'm walking down. I'm walking down the street now. You know, no, I'm not going to do that. But but um, you know, when some when some uh, when some important situations come up, that's when I that's basically when I Twitter. You know, so but uh, you can you can uh, all that all the above. I had my uh, my dot uh, com page together, but that's kind of under construction. We're changing some stuff up. So so once that okay. once that gets you know back up again, then I'll I'll announce that whole thing. But um, but that those there's so many ways now to get to contact your you know contact an artist. The good thing, I, right? I love, I love the technology now. Oh, that's good. That's good because you know yeah. you never know. Some people are fighting it tooth and nail, and and uh, others are realizing that you you got to embrace it. <laughs> I know this pro this progress is not gonna it's not going away. It's gonna get more and more. So you have to embrace it. It's a it's a, it's a great thing because it knocks out that middleman and it puts you know the artist more in touch with it with their fans, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. It's a really good thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Well, wonderful. Well, again, thank you so much, Mr. Howard Hewitt, today on Wealthy Sisters. We look forward to seeing you next month and definitely have a wonderful trip uh, to Kuwait. And thank you again for doing that for our soldiers. Once again, we, we're honored to have had you on our show today. Well, thank you. I'm honored to be here. We'll, I'll see you guys. I'll see, I'll see you guys on the 18th. All right. All right. Take all right. care, and we'll see you then. God bless you. Take care. Well, thank you. Thank you. Well, we're going to take a short break, come right back, and wrap up the show today. We'll give you some updates on the Winter Summit. You know, we have a lot in store for you, and uh, we want to tell you a little bit about this uh, workshop that we have that Prudential is hosting. Uh, It's a career workshop, so those of you all who have – Sisters that you know that are looking for jobs, even I mean, it's there's, like you know, the Winter Summit is open to everybody. Uh, it's for men as well, women of course. But if you know anybody that's looking for work, Prudential is hiring. We have other top HR executives that are going to be there um, sharing some information. Recruiters as well. Like I said uh, today in a tweet, you know, there are in the, even in this economy, there are a lot of people that are out of work. There are people that are not making money, but at the same time, there are people that are still making money. There are people hiring, so you just got to get in the right environment for that. So we want you to to make sure you get your registration in. Tickets are going. You know, we don't want to be locked out at the last minute because the last day to get your registration is February 25th. So definitely want to do that. But we're going to take a short break and come back with any uh, closing remarks. Thank you again for tuning in to Wealthy Sisters. Are you an entrepreneur who is always running out of time? Do you wish you had more hours in a day? My name is Rita Cartwright, and I'm a virtual assistant and owner of RJ's Word Processing Services. Start using your time wisely by outsourcing your administrative tasks to me, your virtual assistant. For more information, contact me today, toll-free at 866-651-3073, or visit my website at rjswordprocessing.com. Are you seeking stronger partnerships to leverage your strengths? Need to develop more winning strategies of success? Ready to increase your knowledge in the areas of investing, marketing, health and wellness, and the Green Initiative? Then join us for the second annual Winter Summit Conference and Expo, March 18th, 19th, 2011. Meet hundreds of professional women from all over the world who provide savvy advice, practical application for winning women. Reserve your space today at www.thewintersummit.com or call 1-800-917-9435, extension 805. That's right. That's the Winter Summit at www.thewintersummit.com. We look forward to seeing each and every one of you there. I'm telling you, this is the best event. It's the premier event uh, for professional women. You don't want to miss it. March 17th through the 19th. You've heard Howard Hewitt is going to be turning it out. Uh, we have a Prudential Workshop. We have so many powerful speakers. You can see them all on the website. We look forward to seeing you there. I promise I promise you, I promise you, invest 
Take the time to invest. For those of you guys who've been trying to figure out if you were coming, if you get, make that commitment because the people you will connect with, I promise you, will change your future. you got to get around those people, and we have some movers and shakers that are going to be at this event. So once again, we want to thank each and every one of you guys for tuning in to Wealthy Sisters today. We certainly appreciate you, your time, and tell everybody else about us as well, and come back next Next week, same time, 12 noon Eastern, where we'll have another phenomenal guest here to inspire and empower you. Thank you again, and have a super day. This has been another episode of Wealthy Sisters, brought to you by the professional black woman, turning your concepts into cash. Join Deborah Hardnett, our host next week, as she interviews another powerful, progressive, and positive sister, and visit us on the web at www.wealthysisters.com. That's www.wealthysistas.com.